Welcome to the Mons Chapel Baptist Church podcast. Mons Chapel is the friendly gospel church where everybody is somebody, and most importantly, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're located at 1017 Moncrief Street in Prescott, Arkansas, and our pastor is the Reverend K.L. Jones. From wherever you're listening, we hope that this week's message blesses you. Uh, despite uh, everything that we have going on, brothers and sisters, and um, there is yet indeed still a word from God. Uh, and I'm going to ask that you would uh, turn with me uh, to the book of Exodus, uh, the 14th chapter and the 10th verse. Y'all know the story. When you have it, say amen. amen. Don't look too far. Too far, excuse me. Genesis, Exodus. You right there. The 14th chapter, 10th verse. If you're physically able, if you would please stand and say amen. If you don't have it, that's all right. I'm about to read it to you now. Exodus, 14th chapter beginning with the 10th verse. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not the this is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you you, you today. Uh, for the Egyptians whom have seen you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. The Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, speaking to the children of Israel, that they go forward, but lift up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea. And divided, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. That's enough. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I just read to you Exodus, the 14th chapter, 10th through the 16th verses. And on today, brothers and sisters, I just want to encourage you in the midst of everything that we got going on. Hold on. Help is on the way. Hold on. Help is on the way. You know, in today's age, before we even have to deal with some unknown virus that swept across the country in a matter of weeks, uh, before everyone started panicking and running out to Walmart and buying all the toilet paper for reasons nobody can really understand, 
Before, brothers and sisters, we saw uh, this mass pandemic spread and churches began to shut down services and all of different things about American life had changed. The March Madness canceled. Lord have mercy. I know that hurt me and Sister Brown. Uh, the NBA season postponed. Um, I know that hurt me and Deacon Jones. And I, 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 it's just so many different things that all of a sudden have taken place. But. But before all of that even began to take place, we knew we were living in a world that constantly pushed us toward the edge. Indeed, brothers and sisters, we always seem to find ourselves in the midst of circumstance and situation that brought about tension, uh, that brought about so much conflict in our lives that indeed even our health began to suffer from it. It's not necessarily the fact that you had too much bacon and sausage, though I know that don't help. But I tell you, something to raise your blood pressure more than anything else is the stress that comes from dealing and living in this world. We indeed, brothers and sisters, have, have a constant fear, a constant push, a constant tension that pushes us to the edge of life circumstance. And indeed, brothers and sisters, when you find yourself on the edge, uh, it's a tendency for us as human beings to have a few different kinds of reactions. Uh, uh, some of us, some of us, some of us, when we get on the edge, we begin to forget about how we got as far as we have. Have mercy in here, somebody. When we get to the edge, there are some of us, yet and still, who forget what we prayed for. Have mercy in here, somebody. Uh, that what the Lord has brought us to. When we get to the edge. Some of us rather revert back to situations that the Lord delivered us from just so we don't have to deal with the unexpectedcy of what's in front of us. I don't know about you. Have mercy in here, somebody. I don't know where you are on life's journey. I don't know how it is that you may react to those situations, but what I want you to know today, no matter what edge or ledge you feel like you might be on, hold on. Don't jump. Help is on the way. See, brothers and sisters, when we look in the text on today, we find these Hebrew children, a particular group of people that God has done everything he can to separate them for himself and help them to be the chosen people of God. And here on the journey, brothers and sisters, we see that they have indeed turned away from God and found themselves in the first set of affliction and slavery as they see themselves exiled from their native land. And they have become bondage under the Egyptian whip yes. and become slaves to the nation of Egypt. Yes, sir. And here they are, brothers and sisters, suffering as the word of God tells us for 400 long years. They are there, brothers and sisters, dealing with the worst kind of circumstances, the worst kind of situations, the worst beatings. And then Pharaoh decided when they asked for a little bit of help that he was going to make things worse. Matter of fact, uh, we ain't going to give you no straw anymore. We're not going to even help you. You need to find your own straw to build the bricks and you need to do exactly what we say or else you are under penalty of the lash and up to death. They're in a bad situation, brothers and sisters. They are on the edge. Have mercy and here's somebody. And they decide that they are going to pray to their God. In the midst of everything they're suffering, have mercy and here's somebody. There's a lesson for us, church. In the midst of all that they're dealing with, they still did not forget that they served a God who had the power to deliver them. They prayed to God, cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard their prayer. And he sent them a deliverer sent them a leader. He sent them a liberator, 
named Moses. And old Moses did what was necessary. And we know the story, brothers and sisters, of the plagues that came about as he went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And though Pharaoh had a hardened heart and refused to do so initially, we see that ultimately after the taxation of the Passover experience, when Pharaoh lost his son, he finally relented to the will of God and decided to let God's people go. Yes, he did. And as God's people are rejoicing and excited about their deliverance, as they are happy and celebrating that their prayers were answered, indeed, they are joyous, brothers and sisters, about the amazing delivering power of God. But as soon as they come up to a problem, have mercy in here, somebody. All of a sudden, brothers and sisters, they have forgotten how they got there in the first place. Here we are in the text on today, brothers and sisters, as we see the children of Israel have come to this place. They are excited and overjoyed with the goodness of God, the deliverance of the Lord. Indeed, they are seeing how amazing God has been in their lives that they would be able to be free after so much time from the hand of Pharaoh. But now they're in the midst of another problem. All right. All right. Problem after problem. Yeah. yeah. Problem after problem. Yeah. Problem after problem. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, here they are delivered from one problem and on to the next problem, and all of a sudden they forgot how they got out of the hand of bondage and they have no hope for their future. I, I don't know about you, but one time it was SARS. Have mercy in here, somebody. One time it was Zika. One time it was the West Nile virus. Have mercy in here, somebody. One, one time it was the bird flu and the swine flu. I'm just saying problem after problem. Sometimes people forget how they got delivered in the first place. Here they are, out of the hand of bondage, now standing at the Red Sea. God delivered them from one problem, but here they are worried about the next one. So worried that they have forgotten what they prayed for. And they look at Moses like it's all his fault. Why in the world would you bring us out of the land of Egypt? Why in the world would, would you bring us to the edge of the Red Sea? Were there not enough burial holes or graves back in Egypt for you just to let us die there? Isn't that what we told you in Egypt, that we just wanted to stay there and be the servants of the Egyptians? All of a sudden, have mercy in here, somebody. They forgot what it is that they had prayed for, what they had asked for, what they had longed for, and they desired to be back under the hand of bondage because they were too afraid about the problem that they were facing. I don't know about you this morning, but there are some things, there are some things that we're too busy worried about instead of thinking about the God we serve. There are some things that begin to control our minds and cause us to have fear when God has not given us the spirit of fear. Indeed, brothers and sisters, there are things that happen on this journey that make us take our eyes off the goodness and the deliverance of God. And all of a sudden we get too worried about the world instead of praising and thanking the God that we serve. On the edge. And all of a sudden we become forgetful. The attitudes of the Hebrew children sure did change in that moment. All of a sudden worried because they felt that they were facing a certain death. Now I know life can get you like that sometimes. Life. 
Yeah. When you're in the midst of circumstances, indeed, you've seen the Lord deliver you day after day yeah. because he keeps waking you up. Have mercy in here, somebody. But when you're in the midst of a battle, and when you're on the edge and you don't really see how it's going to work out, it's natural to begin to become concerned. And sadly, brothers and sisters, the Hebrew children's attitudes change. And for us, sometimes our attitudes change when we're in the midst of trouble, when we're on the edge of life. And if we think about it for a second, what would we have done if we were there? If we were there marching and singing and collecting all the gold from the Egyptians and everything seemed all good in the hood. Have mercy in here, somebody. It was all working out just as planned. And all of a sudden, you find yourself at an impassable barrier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then when you turn around, you see the enemy coming down your back. Yeah. You can't run this way because mountains are too high. Yeah. You can't run that way because the valley is too low. And either way you go, the enemy is going to catch you. But in front of you is a way you cannot cross. What would you have thought? What would you have done in the midst of that situation? Yes, I know in life you've been there before, if you be honest on today, that indeed, brothers and sisters, there have been some times where it felt like you were not going to be able to get through this situation. You tried to work it out one way, but it was too hard to go up. And you tried to work it out this way, but indeed that would take you too low. And here you are at a passageway that you cannot seem to get through. And the problem is pressing down on your back. You're at the edge. Wondering what it is you should do with your life. But I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, in the word of God, there are some points of deliverance that I want to focus your attention to. And if, brothers and sisters, we do these few things, I believe that we'll see the Lord deliver us as he has done over and over again. First and foremost, brothers and sisters, it's important that when we're on the edge of life and we find ourselves in a circumstance that we cannot control, Fear not. That's what the word of God says. Fear not. That's what Moses tells the Hebrew children. Fear not. That's what we need to understand. Fear, fear, fear is a funny thing. You know, fear can be good. Walk with me for a second. Now, see, fear is the thing that keeps babies from burning their hands on the heat. Right, because you tell them that's dangerous. They feel the heat, the pain, and naturally it keeps us out of some trouble that we shouldn't be in. Yes, yeah, see, see, fear can keep us from burning our hands on stoves. It can keep us from stepping on snakes in the woods. Have mercy in here, somebody. Uh, fear can indeed teach us not to get up on too high places in fear that we may fall down and injure ourselves. Fear can be a good thing as it controls some of the actions that we may take. When you got somebody who's not scared of anything, they can be a dangerous person. There's a funny thing about fear. The funny thing about fear, though, is if you flip that switch and you get a person too afraid. Have mercy in here, somebody. 
If you get too afraid, you can be paralyzed and stuck in a position that indeed you need to move out of. You get paralyzed by fear and instead of getting out of danger, here you are stuck right in the middle of it. Uh, uh, also, indeed, when you can get too scared, have mercy near somebody, if you get backed in a corner too far. And you don't see a way out. You can react in some kind of ways. It's a funny thing about a person. Uh, we are uh, indeed just flesh like the animals. And sometimes that flesh can take over. And we get so scared that we'll almost do anything. Fear is a funny thing. And it can cause us brothers and sisters to abandon what it is that God has taught us. To abandon what it is we know and believe about God. And when we find ourselves in the midst of fear, it's important for us to make sure that we are controlled because fear can be very damaging. Like if you yell fire in a crowded building. Instead of being orderly as they teach you in school and practicing the fire drill, the idea is is that you're not supposed to be afraid and take off running because if you take off running, you'll do more damage, hemorrhage into somebody, running around afraid than you would if you just exited orderly. Fear, fear can bring about a lot of different emotions. It's good to have a small, healthy dose to keep you out of trouble. But if fear controls your life, it will cause you to do things that don't even make sense to you. Fear not. You have to make sure that you don't become afraid. Over and over again throughout the text, and you got to go from the old book all the way to the new book, there are often reminders from the Lord that we should not be afraid. When the angels got with Mary, the first thing they said was, fear not. Uh, When indeed they spoke to Joseph, they told him, don't be afraid. And oftentimes, brothers and sisters, it's important for us to understand that the word of God continues to remind us not to get caught up and trapped in fear because fear can ruin your mind and make you forget about the power of the God that you serve. See, fear, have mercy in here, somebody, is really what it is, brothers and sisters, that pushes an individual to rob, steal, and to kill because oftentimes they don't trust God to be the one to provide for them. Fear oftentimes is what it is, brothers and sisters, that pushes a person to the edge of life and have them doing all kinds of things that they know don't respect their parents, don't respect their community, and don't respect their God because they're worried about God's ability to provide. When we have fear instead of trust in Christ Jesus, we all of a sudden think we can take matters into our own hands. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay this bill. Maybe I should do something illegal to try to cover Fear. 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 I don't trust God to work this situation out in my marriage, so I'm going to bail out of it. Fear. I don't trust God, have mercy in here somebody, to be able to deal with this situation on my job. So I'm going to go in here and cuss them out and tell them how I feel about it. And as long as I got it in my hands, I know it'll be handled the way I want it to be handled. Fear. But the word of God tells us to fear not. It's important, brothers and sisters, that we don't get caught up in fear because fear causes our memories to fail. And indeed, when we get scared enough, then the things that we know to do, we don't do anymore. Mm 
Instead of praying to God like they did when they were in the midst of slavery and bondage, instead of calling out to the Lord like they did when they were suffering, here they are, brothers and sisters, at the edge of the Red Sea. And because they are consumed by fear, they forgot about God and they start to blame Moses. Fear will cause us to be forgetful. Have mercy in here, somebody, and not do the things that we were doing before we got in that situation. Instead of praying at the edge of the Red Sea, they got upset. Instead of calling out to God at the Red Sea, they got mad at Moses. Instead of calling and praying to the Lord who delivered them before, here they are downing Moses, doubting God, and waiting to die. Have mercy in here, somebody. Because of fear. We cannot have that spirit of fear. God didn't give it to us, but he gave us, brothers and sisters, love and indeed a sound mind. If we can keep a sound mind, then we can get to the second point, and that is stand still. First and foremost, fear not, but secondly, stand still. Jesus, that's so hard for us to do. Fear probably ain't, might not be most of y'all problem. Y'all gathered in the church. Y'all, y'all know about that. Y'all can deal with that a lot easier. Some of you ain't scared of anything at all. But you sure can't be still. Stand still. That's what the word of God tells us. That's What Moses told the Hebrew children, don't be afraid, but stand still. Have mercy and hear somebody. You know, when I was a little boy, I was pretty country. So I ran around out in the woods, out on the porch everywhere, barefoot, you know. And every once in a while, because of the way I jumped and played, I would end up getting splinters. Any of y'all ever had a splinter before? Lord have mercy, I tell you what, even though I was country, I loved to run and play, I, I even considered myself pretty tough, a splinter would almost take me out. I mean, you might as well have shot me with an arrow or a bullet. I, I just like to die when I got a splinter. Somehow it was just so I could step on a sticker, I'll pull it out my foot and just go on about my business, you know, with a problem at all. But if I got a splinter in there, Lord, and we call the ambulance. Somebody call 911. I need some help. There's a thing about those splinters. You're going to have to get, sit down, be still. And allow someone to help you as they pull it out. Have mercy here, somebody. Uh, and the thing was, the thing was, brothers and sisters, that, that even though I knew to call on my mama when I needed some help or, or to call on big mama to be able to get it out for me, my problem was that when I called on them and they set me down and they got the tweezers and the needle out to work in my foot, I still just couldn't be still. The moment that the needle came out to poke on my foot, there I go, ah, ah, ah. 
And when the tweezers came out, I got to wiggling and moving. And no matter how much she tried to help me, they just couldn't do it because I refused to be still. Have mercy in here, somebody. I don't know about you on today, but there are some things God is trying to pull out of you. Have mercy in here, somebody. Some feelings God is trying to pull out of your mind. Some hatred God is trying to get out of your heart. Some deceitfulness God is trying to take out of your spirit. But you just can't be Every time he begins to work on you, there you go oohing and eyeing and moving and dancing from here and there because you don't trust him to take care of the problem that you brought him to. But the word of God tells us to stand still. You come crying and pleading to the Lord, begging for him to take care of it. But every time he gets his hands on you, here you go moving and you won't let him get a hold of it. What it is that you brought to him. You pray for the Lord to deal with the situation. But every time you face with the, 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 the challenge of having to see it for yourself, there you go. Got your hands all up on it. You told God to, to, to change their hearts, but, but instead of trusting God to, to be a deliverer, here you are trying to talk down about them and put their names out on the wings of the wind. Have mercy in here, somebody. Uh, there you go conspiring behind the scenes to try to make things work out in your favor. Have mercy in here, somebody. But if you really trust in God, then you got to learn to be still and let God do the work. That's the commandment. Moses says, fear not and be still. Now see, the thing about it is, brothers and sisters, uh, it might not seem like much, but, but as Moses tells him to be still, it's going to become very important to the breast of the deliverance. But see, just imagine, we know how this story goes, but, but just imagine for a moment that if, brothers and sisters, because of their fear and because of their uh, disobedience and unwillingness to listen to Moses and to trust God, imagine if they would have took off running this way and that way and every which way. And then God opened up a way. Where would they have been? Have mercy and hear somebody. You missed your shout right there. See, the thing is, we're too busy running this way and that way. We won't be still. But when God's going to open up the passageway, we're going to miss our opportunity to walk through because we took off running in all these different directions. Have mercy and hear somebody. Don't be afraid. Fear not. And be still. Be still. You're going to miss your deliverance because you're too busy being afraid and running in every direction trying to handle it on your own. But if you don't fear and if you stand still, then you can watch the Lord work. Have mercy and hear somebody. That's the good news, brothers and sisters. That indeed, if you trust in God, he'll show up. And as they say, he will show up. Yes, yes, that's, that's the good news on today, that even when the situation looks impossible, if you turn it over to God, he will work it out for your good. We see it over and over in his word. Things will just get better if you just hold on. If you don't have fear, if you stand still, God will fix your situation. But when you become afraid and forget about God, forget 
what you know about God, forget to call and pray on the Lord when you too busy moving around trying to handle it on your own. You'll miss the opportunity for deliverance. But if you just fear not and stand still, then you can watch him work. So the thing is, brothers and sisters, we've seen it over and over again. We've seen it in his word. And if you be honest, you've seen it in your life. And when you finally took your hands off of it, have mercy and here's somebody. Then God was able to deliver you. When you finally stop trying to be in the driver's seat, then God will take you in the direction that he wants you to go. When you finally surrender to the will of God, he will deliver you. If you just hold on. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'm reminded that indeed he did it. For the Hebrew children at the edge of the Red Sea. I'm so glad brothers and sisters. Last week I reminded y'all he did it for Daniel. There in the disconcerting darkness of the lion's den. And and before that we also talked about the fact that he did it for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And if he did it for all of them. If you would be still. Then indeed he'll give you money to pay your bills. Have mercy in here somebody. He, He did it for them. He'll do it for you. When the doctor said that you wouldn't make it. If he did it for them, he'll do it for you. When people said you wouldn't amount to anything, if you just fear not stand still, then you'll be able to watch the Lord work. He will deliver you. So I don't know about y'all, but growing up, I told y'all about my big mama. We called a scene. Special nickname she told us to call her. Her name was Maxine. I don't know how they came up with the shortening for Maxine, but we did. You know and so we called it Sing. And when there were times, as we all know, living in Arkansas around this time of the year, the storms began to pick up. That oftentimes we would start to see. Uh, the effects of the spring coming in. Uh-huh. They would say that indeed March showers bring April flowers, or however the saying goes, that, that it would be time for the rains to come in so that indeed the seasons would begin to change. We're going from colder air to warmer air, and it began around this area to produce storm systems. Uh-huh. So when I was a little boy, when the storms began to roll in, uh, some of y'all might have a big mama like me. That indeed as the lightning started to flash and the thunder started to boom the whole house, uh, there would be moments, have mercy in here somebody, when, when even us old tough country boys would get a little afraid. Uh, I might not be afraid of a raccoon. I might not be afraid of a snake in the woods. But when that lightning started to flash and that thunder started booming, there would be some times when we get scared. And some of my cousins would take off running through the back of the house. I don't know where they was going. I don't know what they was running to. But you know how we are when you see one somebody running, you start running and everybody just start running. Running around the house, don't know where we're going, but we're running somewhere. And what Big Mama would say is, why don't y'all sit down, have mercy in here somebody, unplug the television, uh, unplug the lamp, she would even unplug the phone and say, be still and watch the Lord work. Have mercy in here somebody. And I'm so glad that I had a Big Mama that taught me something about the Lord before I really even understood what she was talking about. If you will be still, have mercy in here somebody, if you will sit down for a moment and just watch 
Watch him work. And he'll make a way. Watch him work. He'll open the doors. Watch him work. He will deliver you, brothers and sisters. And just like Moses, God told Moses to stretch out his hands. Yeah. To just stretch out his hands. And we saw that indeed the wind started to blow. That indeed the Red Sea was parted, brothers and sisters. And the word of God tells us they walked through on dry ground. And when I think about old Moses, holding up a wood staff with his arms stretched out, him mercy here somebody, making a way of deliverance for the Hebrew children, I can't help but to think about somebody else who put themselves on some wood, stretched out their arms, allowed some nails to be placed in his hands, allowed the spike to be placed in his feet, allowed a spear to be placed in his side and a crown of thorns on his head with his arms wide open. He hung there from the sixth hour to the ninth hour with his arms stretched out. He stayed there, brothers and sisters, to the earth rocked and real. With his arms wide open, he hung in there until the sun refused to shine, until the Roman centurion had to say, surely, surely this is the son of God. He stayed there with his arms wide open, brothers and sisters, hung his head in the locks of his shoulders, and he died. Sure enough, he died. He died, brothers and sisters, and they took him off that old rugged cross, and they put him in a borrowed tomb, and yes, he stayed there all night Friday night. Oh, he stayed there all day Saturday, and all night Saturday night. But I'm so glad, I'm so happy, I'm so excited. Watch the Lord work. He'll make a way. He'll open the door. He will deliver you. He will. He will. He will deliver you. Hold on, church. Help is on the way. Let us stand all over the congregation. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast worship experience. Please subscribe to have messages uploaded to your podcast app. Also, join us on Facebook at Mons Chapel Prescott, all one word. Our prayer is that you'll have the opportunity to join us soon. Our minds, our hearts, and our doors are always open. Thank you.